Yeah. Let's give it up for Liquid IV. Yeah. .com, baby. Promo code Nooners over there is going to get you 20% off your first order. Rage this weekend. Jobless on accident. I feel like it was an accidental rage this weekend. Yeah. And uh, I needed some Liquid IV to start off today. I start every day with a Liquid IV. Um, our kids are using Liquid IV. Yes. Um, they've got the new and improved sugar-free Liquid IVs as well. And Pear is back. Pear is back. That's my favorite. Pear was my favorite there. Um, big fan. But uh, hanging out, watching sports, hanging out with the friends and all that other stuff. You start boozing, you lose track of time, and then you're like, oh, shit. I need to rehydrate for the week. Got to pop in that liquid IV. Are you a daily girl? Because I don't see you every single morning all the time. Yeah, I'm a daily girl. So I do um, one of the sugar-free grapes Mm. or the sugar-free apple, which are my new faves, in 24 ounces. Okay. So it is supposed to be just in, they say, like, put a packet in 16, 8, 16 ounces. 16 ounces of water. that's going to hydrate you double um i put in the 24 ounce maybe onesie or twosie yeah and go through the day it's life changing i I call it hydration monday here on the show because it's uh it's one of those things where again you go hard over the weekends you got the kids you're not eating great uh you're boozing with some friends or whatever and then boom reset on mondays pop in the liquid iv and you're good to go um, but it's, uh, it's a little pouch. That's it. You're ripping open, popping into liquid 16 ounces or more and you're good to go. Super easy there. Three times the electrolytes, uh, no artificial sweeteners, eight vitamins and nutrients, non GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy weekends are for going wild. Have a game plan for Monday with liquid IV. Grab your liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Superior Hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. Gentlemen, welcome to the Ross Patterson Revolution. Brought to you by GhostBed.com. Oh, look at that. The miracle of life. <laughs> Still a wonderment, isn't it? Well, I'm happy to announce that our baby girl was born yesterday. Birdie Rose Patterson, and I couldn't... What the fuck? Chicken wings are $34? Come on, dude. Chicken wings are $34 fucking dollars? Damn. Damn it. Come on, man. That's crazy. $34 for fucking chicken wings. I tell you what, nothing. Nothing on God's green earth will interrupt the birth of a child faster than $34 chicken wings. Son of a bitch. It's too low. Headphones are too low. We got a little, some tech issues today. Daddy made it though. I'm here. 
I'm here for, 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 for all of you kids. Papa Bear's here. The chicken wing thing, though, is, is really hitting home. My God, man. Is this one of the top stories today? Besides the Mexican pizza coming back? It's May 19th. Mexican pizza is back. It is on the menu at Taco Bell. Now, I know many of you are, are wondering, did Jesse actually give birth on the rebirth of Mexican Pizza Day at Taco Bell? Well, the answer is no. The answer is uh, it's a negative on that one, okay? She blew Cinco de Mayo. Didn't happen. Then we were thinking, all right, maybe it's going to be the 19th on Mexican Pizza Day being back. And uh, got a no-go on that as well. Uh, baby was born last night, right around 6.45-ish. Uh, it was one of those things where uh, they kind of drug you up give you a set of drugs in the morning. It's real goddamn exact. It's real, real fucking specific on times. I was shocked, actually. So the appointment was at 9 a.m., and then you have to fill out a bunch of paperwork. Uh, the security that goes on now for uh, babies is insane. I'm not sure if people are still running into hospitals, grabbing babies, and doing all that shit. Uh, but there is definitely a lockdown sitch in place. Wait, are you serious? For babies, 100%. Dude, I, I had my baby in that same hospital, and I was like disturbed at how easily I walked into the fucking maternity ward. I was just, I just skipped in there. Couldn't, couldn't get in. So now, and I'm still wearing the bracelet because I got to go back after the show. Again, show goes on. Daddy doesn't miss. Show goes on today. Um, so you have a code, Bob, now on these bracelets. I had that bracelet. Yeah. So you yeah. got to enter in the code. You got to stop through two security checkpoints and the doors are locked. They're locked, but 100% all, I had to, locked. all I ever did, I was just like, yeah, up here, room five. And they're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like no one ever looked at me. No, I, I got the full grill last night because uh, Jesse had the child. Bob, I just texted you a picture if you want to pop that up. Um, we had the child and uh, there it is. Look, there's Jesse. There's Birdie right there on screen. Healthy mom, healthy baby. Everything's great. Um, but the first thing she wanted was P.T. Terry's. She was like, look, baby's out. I'm good. Can you, can you run to P.T. Terry's? And I was like, yeah, it's the best burger joint in Austin. She didn't say Whataburger. She said P.T. Terry's. Okay? And we're new keep, here. Why do you keep saying it like so that? So we're not biased. Are you, do you have a stutter? What's happening? With what? You keep saying P.T. Terry's. Is it not P.T. Terry's? It's just P. Terry's. Is it really? Yeah. Are you, you're like <laughs> no stuttering. No shit. I've been calling it P.T. Terry's now for two and a half years. Holy shit. Is it really? What's yes. the P stand for? It's just P. Terry's. Man, I thought it was like P.T. Barnum and it was like part of the family. You know, you had one that was raising elephants, eating apples and shit. And then another one that, w that made delicious burgers in Texas. That's not, so it's just P. Terry's, huh? What does the P stand for? Is it Peter? Peter Terry's? You can pop it up on screen there for the people. If you're not from Texas, I've been calling it P.T. Terry's now for, for years. Look at that. Oh, yeah, it is. It's just a P. Huh? You're trolling us, right? Besides, have you been awake for like P. Diddy? 40 hours? No, no, this is real. I've been calling it P.T. Terry's for two years. I'm probably going to continue that forever now. Now that it's been two years, we've been living next to the goddamn place, and I've been calling it P.T. Terry's. It's tough to change now. P. Diddy's the only other person I can remember with a P, period. Um, what do we got for that P? It's uh, for founder Patrick Terry. So, Patrick Terry? Patrick Terry. 
God damn, that's a terrible name. Just it's, make up a good name for a burger joint. Yeah. Patrick Terry isn't going to do P, it. P period Terry is not. I'm not wild about that name now. Me neither. Patrick Terry? Yeesh. That's like that's a furniture first name. That's a furniture store. Yeah. Pat, oh, it's P, it's P. Terry's. Would you like the sectional? No, I'm good. I'm just going to get the, the love sofa there. Patrick. Will you give me half off the dining set? Patrick Terry. Man, I didn't know that. I've been calling him P.T. Terry's forever. Fuck it. Um, but that place, recession-proof, apparently. God damn, it was packed last night. I sat in a goddamn line next to the office. The hospital's about four minutes away. Bob, you weren't lying about that. That thing is real goddamn close. Oh, yeah. Um, makes me wonder why you miss work that next day. You know what I'm saying? He was going for like a week. <laughs> and then went yeah. to Hawaii right after. I had a baby last night at 6.45 and I'm here. Um, but, uh, yeah, but it's your third. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Well, on the third, it's like, all right, who cares? And that's what I thought. I was like, hey, it is my third. I don't need to go through all the protocols and all the shit and everything else. And then the security and everything else. Fun thing happened, though, this morning on the way into the studio. I felt like I was in Grey's Anatomy for a little bit maybe for four minutes. So there's a latte place in the, in the lobby. Do you know what I'm talking about, Bob? They yeah, got like the coffee, hospital. everything else down there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's strange because it's right at the front entrance when you walk in and you're like, oh, this doesn't really feel like a hospital. It feels kind of like a fun, flirty uh, uh, coffee bean or something like that. Um, there was a Mercedes, like a white Mercedes, which is always real specific. Whenever a white Mercedes pulls up, it's usually a guy that looks like a Cowboys fan. He's got a fade, some form of like light uh, Abraham Lincoln chin beard, that type of shit. They came running out. Homegirl had a baggy sweatshirt on and nothing else. Uh, mascara running down her face. And he jumps in. He was like, we need a doctor, yo. And I was like, fuck, this is going down right in front of me. I don't know what was going down specifically. But he said it to the woman who was making lattes, and she was real fucking freaked out. Yeah, there's no doctors at the front door. Not at all. And she was like, it was, it was classic, like, Austin hipster. She goes, um, okay. And there, she was wearing a mask, obviously. Right. Because that's still a thing. And uh, uh, even though I couldn't see her face, I knew exactly what she looked like in that moment when she goes, uh, um, okay. And they didn't know what to do because the door was locked, right? So as that was going on, I noticed her put my latte down on the counter. And instead of asking like, what was wrong or could I help you? I just kind of grabbed that latte and bounced. Uh, figured that wasn't my sitch and I, I shouldn't be there, okay? I'm gonna separate church and state on this one. Uh, I'm not Russia or Ukraine on that. I, I don't know what's happening. I'm not going to intervene because that's not my life. Uh, plus, once I saw the car and it looked like a Cowboys fan, let's face it, it could have been anything. could have been domestic violence, uh, meth, some form of illegal exotic animal that was living inside of their home, scratched their face. I don't know what it was. I just, I just know that I wasn't getting involved in that whole shit, and I bounced right the fuck out of there. Um, now, as I was leaving, Bob, uh, they... Somebody else grabbed me like a doctor out in the street and was just like, make sure you have that bracelet. Don't take it off. When you come back today, you got to punch in this code to get upstairs and go see the baby and all that shit. Uh, so they take it real seriously, real seriously. Now, Bob and I have had this challenge on the show. It's a baby challenge. I'm going to coach my girl on a soccer team against Bob's boy because we're in the same age group. Um, obviously, I'm a back-to-back -back champion father. Coach, husband, 
generous lover, all of those things. Bob, I want to hear the stats of your child at birth. Ooh, fuck. Height and weight. What uh, do we got? I think he was... You think? Yeah, I can't. He was seven, pa- seven uh, pounds, zero ounces. Exactly. Okay. okay. Uh, Good dad. Tiny. And then... And I was like average. And then I don't remember what his actual weight was, but he was in uh, like in the 90, 90s, like percentile-wise. At seven pounds? Or his length, I'm sorry. His length was okay. in the 90s percentile wise. But you don't remember the length of your child, Bob? No, sure don't. Uh, I'll, ask, I'll ask the wife. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and read you off the stats here of my daughter versus your son. Nine pounds, one ounce. 22 inches. That is going to be a WNBA point guard, more than likely. Are you, but you got to factor in that your child was born a month late. Eh, like, you know, an extra week. Jesse gave birth to a one month old. An an extra week. Um, But I feel pretty confident at those stats. And I was waiting because they measure it old school with like a tape measure and shit. It's it's like uh, the NFL combine. Um, And I was waiting for the stats. And I was like, the only thing I kept thinking was like, because as soon as you know, the the, the baby's healthy and all that other shit. All I kept thinking was, man, I wonder if my baby is taller and bigger than Bob's baby because I'm worried about that soccer championship now. And I, I, now that I know that I have your baby uh, beaten, I feel confident that we're going to win, win the title this year. Uh, well, not this year. What is it? Five? I think it's five, it's five years Five old. years from now? Yeah. Yeah. Five years. But that's how petty I am, Bob. Like, I wait five years. You know? It's, it's a long game with me. I'm very Middle Eastern in that sense. Where it's a, that religious war is a long one for me. So, I'm in it. I'm in it for, for five years from now, and the training will start probably tomorrow night once she gets home. Uh, how long do they make your wife stay? Two nights. Two nights? Okay. Yeah. All right. Because she popped off at uh, 645 last night, so I'm hoping we can carry this over and, and get out of there tomorrow. But I don't know. Uh, they were saying possibly Saturday morning because you had a kid at night. Ironically, the first two were in the morning, so I don't really remember when we got out of there, but, uh, but they're taking this shit real seriously now. And it's like, Hey dude, this is our third. We're good. You don't need to come in every five minutes, um, and take a photo. They take a prison photo of your baby, Bob, with an old school flash camera. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think so. I, I don't know. They did all this stuff. Like I, I barely knew what the fuck was going on. So the security photo for me was what kind of creeped me out when it was the, uh, the, the flash on top of the old camera. I mean, it was, that's like an 80s camera for yearbook shit. Uh, and they were like, oh, it's for security in case somebody takes the baby. I was like, look, man, somebody takes this baby. There's, I can't put this on the news and people are going to find that baby. You know, Babies are usually swaddled up and, and you're going to hide them in houses. Like I wouldn't know what that kid was unless it was like a Maury Sitch 20 years from now. I'm not really sure how that photo helps, but if it helps you out, go ahead and take the photo, which she did. And then she asked if I wanted some action shots of the baby to take home. And I was like, man, looking at that camera, I'm all good, dude. If I wanted something from 1988, I would have just brought in a fucking eight millimeter camera or something like that. Vintage is in right now. Vintage. I guess so. And I don't know if that was the look they were going for just because we're in Austin. But uh, it was surprising. I haven't seen that camera in probably 25 years. Yeah, it's it's, it's Western. It comes out sepia. Like, that would be fine. Or, you know, like a black and white, maybe burn the edges of it. Yeah. Yeah, like it was in a house fire. They photoshopped in a cowboy hat on the baby. <laughs> you laugh, dude, but somebody... 
because it was we got bumps from the night before because uh, I guess there was a bunch of babies being born. So if you're getting induced, they can bump you and it's fine. Right. Uh, with that, uh, there was a Mexican couple who had brought in a tiny cowboy hat um, for their little baby to, to, to put on there. And I think that's nice. I don't know if it was because of the, the team, Sean, but I'm assuming it was. OK, I'm assuming those were diehard Cowboys fans. There was jean shorts. One, the dad was wearing a tank top. Like a wife beater. Live in an apartment, know nothing about ranching. Probably not, but they know a lot about the Cowboys team. Yeah. As I asked Homeboy, I was like, oh, how are you guys going to be this year? And he's just like, oh, you know, we didn't spend any money in the offseason. I was like, cool, man. Cool. He knew. He knew. Uh, but the $34 wing thing, I mean, now that we're born in this crisis, um, not really sure what to tell her on this day, you know? Uh, ASAP Rocky and Rihanna had their baby as well this week, so I feel like we're in good company. They were able to hide that shit for a long time. Pretty shocking on, on that sitch. Because usually you do get two days in the hospital and that's kind of it. People are following them around a lot. How did that go unnoticed for like five days? ASAP Rocky went to jail, right? He did, and he's out. So he got out. If you're rich enough, you can just get right the fuck out of jail and you're, you're good to go. Um, in America. Yeah, but when he came, like, here's a perfect example. When he went into the prison, million photos. When he got out of the prison, million photos. How did him and Rihanna sneak into more than likely Cedar Sinai in LA, not tell anybody, and then just be able to go home and nobody's got a shot of that baby? It's pretty, pretty unbelievable. Unless there's like a secret underground entrance in Cedar Sinai, like, uh, like Staples Center. Because that they had for celebrities like Jack and those guys back in the day when they were doing blow, even at the forum, uh, you could drive your car underneath the stadium. Actually, Sean, the Cowboys stadium has it too. I got that. We got that parking for the Canelo fight. Yeah. Michael Irving talked about that a little bit. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. So the, I, I think it's the owner. Like Jerry Jones is that dude. And uh, Jerry Buss, sure, the fuck is that dude as well. Um, but that was nice. So maybe, maybe there is something at Cedars where you can just pop underneath and go underground, have the baby, and then just kind of bounce. A couple Escalades all roll up at the same time, yeah. go in different directions. Yeah, that's, that's real nice, dude. That's some high-class shit right there. Uh, we didn't get that. We didn't get that at all. I actually had to park in the street yesterday. <laughs> the first, like, 90 spots were for the doctors, obviously, which, you know, I'm not one. Uh, Ohio State, if you were watching the show, though, I would like to have the honorary doctorate degree. That way I could wear the fucking... Uh, sash or tassels, whatever the fuck that comes with it, and then say I'm a doctor and be able to park in that spot one day. Uh, so let's, let's try to make that happen this you, fall. You'd then be a pro circumcisionist, wouldn't you? If you yeah. got that doctorate, yeah. you'd go out from amateur. That was the weirdest part of this whole sitch, by the way, because the first two were boys, and uh, they asked, you know, at the end, they were like, hey, do you want to cut the cord? And I was like, of course, I'm going to cut the cord, you know? And, and I did that. But then I was about to ask, you know, my stock standard, like, hey, is it, turn, is it time for me to do the circ uh, and circ my child? And I remembered it was a girl and there's no circumcision there. And I was, I was pretty disappointed. Well, not in America. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was pretty disappointed. Yeah. Saudi Arabia, they let you do that shit, but not here. Um, but uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get to circ this one, obviously. And I, it, it, felt, it felt a little different. Uh, and if one more person came in and said how huge the child was, I think my wife was going to lose her mind. She's still there now. Uh, I don't know if she's watching this on, on television or not, but uh, I love you. If you are, Birdie Rose Patterson is out in the world. Speaking of birdies, are you watching yeah. this double simulcast Dan's got going on? No, I know he's got all the things on. And uh, uh, to be honest with you, 
the name Birdie came from Jesse, and that was kind of last minute. We were we were going with the Stevie name for a while, and I think that got thrown off the rails uh, on Mother's Day when some other mothers were over in the neighborhood, and one of the moms was like, "Oh, hey, like Stevie, like Stevie Ray Vaughan." I was like, "Huh? Nope, nope, like Stevie Nicks," you know, and it was like, "Huh." And then we were chatting about this before the show. I don't know that our generation, like, I think we're the last generation to know Stevie Nicks. I watched that Cheryl Crow doc the other night, and uh, even when she was citing influences in, in her musical career and life and everything else, she referred to him as Fleetwood Mac and not Stevie Nicks. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. All right. I mean, you, kids, you just got to replay that landslide cover she did. Yeah, but it's... <sighs> It's, it's still Fleetwood Mac, though. It's not Stevie Nicks on her own. So, I, yeah, it's sad because we're, I think we're all done. I'd like, we're the last of that generation. Uh, Jagger's different. Like, I think the Stones will live on forever. I think Zeppelin, Jimi Hendrix, all those guys will live on forever. But these bands like Fleetwood Mac will kind of just blend in. You'll be like, oh, I like that song. What is it? And then it'll show up in a, uh, you know, Cholo Mexican skateboarders video and, and drinking a bottle of cranberry juice. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. Who was that? I'll Shazam it. Oh, it's Fleetwood Mac. Jefferson Starship. Yeah, who's the lead singer? Stevie Nicks. And you're like, all right, cool. Uh, I get it. Um, uh, some other crazy shit, though, happened when the baby came out yesterday. Pharma Bro got out of jail. Free Martin. Shkreli. Is, that where, is, it, is it Shkreli? Or is it Shukreli? What are we going with on that one? I've never gotten that one right either. Shkreli. Screlly, so that H is silent. Yeah, the H. Fuck you, him. The, you shh. The S H. Screlly. No, Screlly. 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 Quiet H. Okay. Silent. Silent H. Farmer uh, Bro is out of prison. Um, oddly enough, he wasn't a very good-looking dude uh, going in, but he looks better going out. So I don't know what happens in those fucking jails, but uh, the glow up in there and those low security prisons is phenomenal. Uh, and I, and I think it's going to do him some good. He posted a photo, Bob, I don't know if you can pull it up, um, in the back of some dude's car and the guy wrote, Hey, I picked up this hitchhiker. He said he's famous. I think that got debunked later and it was actually a, a buddy of his, but the fact that he's now out in the world and Elon Musk owns Twitter is probably not good for a lot of people. There it is, Bob. You can pop that up on the screen. Um, look at that. Doesn't he look better than when he went in? Yeah, because they go in, they get lots of sleep, they work out, they don't do drugs or alcohol. Like, yeah, it's a fucking no, government. He, looks, he still looks like ass. Eh, yeah, I, I, he looked worse before he went in. Like, I, I think he, look at that. He looks clean. He looks healthy. He does. He does. I Because I, I bet you before he went in, he was doing a lot of blow uh, and some shit. And like, that looks like a, a better looking dude than when he went in. Good for him. Good for Shkreli. Or Screlly, whatever, Skrillex, whatever the fuck we're calling this guy, good for him. Uh, another odd one, too, on the same day was Billy McFarlane, the head of Firefest. He got out of prison, too. I, free Billy. Free Billy, dude. I think somebody, uh, Jesse had said that they might have been in the same jail. If that's the case, I think we're looking at a new festival with drugs sponsored by the both of these guys that's going to blow everything out of the water. If you have six years, to kind of create your dream festival with pharmaceutical drugs that are clean uh, and don't have fentanyl in them. These two guys might have done it. Um, but how they're able to get out early like this after bilking people for what? what his was like 
214 million or something like that. Crazy amount of money. Did like irreparable damage to some of the islands. Yeah. Like- yeah. I mean, that dock, dude, still to this day haunts me. And there's two things that I remember from it. That, that uh, Jamaican woman, and they ended up raising a million dollars for her off of GoFundMe. So she's fine, but she had lost all of her shit. And then the sandwiches. Now, the sandwiches stuck with me because um, uh, I remember seeing them in the styrofoam box and then in the hospital last night because the baby was, was born at like 6.45. I had placed a sandwich order and after the baby was born, you're kind of chilling out, waiting for everything to happen. And then they brought the sandwich up and it looked ident- identical to the Firefest sandwich. And, uh, and I wasn't amped about that. I knew it was going to be a long night after that. I knew I was going to have to go to P.T. Terry's, damn it. With the stutter. I'm not changing it now, Delco. I really don't give a shit what you say. It's going to be P.T. Terry's forever. Now that we know it's Patrick Terry's, we should have a, a goddamn... Do you have some type of like affinity for P.T. Barnum? I do. Why? I, I, I went to the circus a lot as a child. When you don't have that much money growing up, that's kind of the only thing you can afford that's cheap and where tickets don't really matter. It's not like today where you're trying to get dude perfect tickets. And if you look at the dude perfect tickets, because they're coming to Austin. And I try, you know. You? I'm a, yeah, obviously I'm a huge Well, not you, obviously. Guy, you don't have yeah. any kids. But when you have kids... Literally, when they're three years old, they become Dude Perfect fans. They want all the gear. They want all the, all the stuff. And it's the only thing on YouTube you can sit down and watch with them where they're not swearing. And you'll just go into endless videos of those guys. And they're building a fan base from like age three and up. And now they've, they've started touring. And this started a couple years ago. Tickets in Austin, if you want lowers, are going for $1,200 a piece for dude perfect we need to start shooting baskets into hoops and throwing frisbees then because we're taking doing- twelve thousand tries delco right, hates yeah. delco hates dude perfect you know so actually my friend is like he runs all their social oh he does yeah i know the guy he used to work for callaway his name's chad so what did he say about those guys i i actually enjoy their whole shit i, I like dude perfect he uh well he makes a very good living so i don't think he says anything bad about them Goddamn right he's not going to and look if you're willing to spend 14 hours on one shot congratulations if somebody's going to pay you to do that that's fucking amazing the touring though is genius um and even i'm kind of amped about it because uh they're coming here to austin july 30th um i'm even amped about it because what do you do at a live show when your whole channel is based around trick shots one would imagine it's got to be hard to make those live in the arena you have some that you do you know you you can do like like on, on like on the regular, and there's probably a few that are like magician tricks that are staged. I'm okay. guessing. Because uh, what I was wondering if if they went out into the crowd, because it's going to be all kids, right? If they let the kids shoot, and that could eat up part of the show. Because I look at these things kind of like stand up, where you're like, all right, I got 15 minutes on this, I got I got five minutes on this, or whatever. I think if you spent 20 minutes just going out to the kids in the crowd and bringing them up on stage and letting them shoot with the dudes on stage. That would probably be pretty cool, and at least that's a way to burn time. Because I'm sure there's going to be shots involved where they're just not going to make, and you're just kind of sitting around where you're like, oh, fuck, dude. How long are we going to watch him shoot this skyhook from 30 yards out? But then the other part of me is like, they probably trained this shit all day. I've seen the inside of their facility. Uh, it's a dream of, of D'Anthony and ours to have something like that where it's full-court basketball hoop. Uh, they've got a hockey rink in that motherfucker weight room, everything else. I, I, would, I would say probably before they go on tour, they've got to rehearse some of that shit um, because it's definitely going to come up where the kids are going to want to see it in person. 
But those tickets are going for $1,200 a pop, dude. Dude Perfect's doing it right, for Christ's sakes. Um, so, look, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But I don't know if they're going to make any of the shots. I don't know if they're going to make any of the shots. Um, and also, with uh, the child being named Birdie Delco, I'm expecting to win all my bets this weekend in the PGA. Okay. Uh, who do we got at the top of that leaderboard here? Uh, currently, Rory is at four under, tied with... Uh, Tom Hoagie. It's Hoagie. Fest. Hoagie. So you had Hoagie? As a top 20, yes. Okay. That guy. Couldn't be any more boring, but that's fine. No. Uh, we got him in the top 20. Got him in the top 20, though. Has Scheffler teed off yet? Not yet. Okay. Uh, but right now, it's Rory, Tom Hoagie, Kucher, Will Zaltoris, Xander, and uh, Cam Smith. Okay. So I got Xander in the mix on that one. And we had Cam Smith as a top five. Yeah, dude. So shit's going well. Shit's going well. It's not going well for the market. Uh, down 1,200 points yesterday. Holy shit, what a fucking bloodbath this is. Um, if memory serves me correct, when Biden took office, it was about 40,000, 40, somewhere in there, close to. Now you're down to about 31,000. How is it doing today? Are you guys still in crypto? Yeah. Okay. We're not getting the fuck out. Why would we, why would we sell now? <laughs> you're going down with the ship. All right. Well, I like it's it. It's up today. It's over, Ethereum is over 2K now. Okay. Yeah, I bought $500 more of a coin today. So. Market's down 200 points right now. Um, yeesh. How is this going to go? The Dow is still up from when Biden took office, I believe. Not even close. Uh, you're at 31,000. Uh, 31,000. Yeah. It was uh, 28,000 on January, 29,000 on January 2017. That's, that's right. Because we had the pandemic. I forgot about that. And then, it, yeah, early in 2020. Or I'm sorry. I'm, talking, I'm, I'm dumb. 2021, it was, it's still up from that, but barely. It's yeah. 30,814. The market was pretty up during the pandemic because everybody became a day trader. No, I, I lost fuck. Because I, I had a decent-sized portfolio uh, when, that, <laughs> when that pandemic hit. Holy fucking shit, dude. Because um, I got stop quotes on all my shit, so it, it all just stopped out, and I woke up with like 90 text messages, notifications that were like, hey, it might as well just said, hey, you're fucked. Check your bank account. Everything's gone. Um, but uh, that's where we're headed right now. And I'm not sure when this is going to end. I think you're looking at eight out of the last nine days that have been down. Um, it's the chicken wing shit, dude. 34 fucking dollars for chicken wings. And apparently they base this on, there was a guy who's got a restaurant in like Oklahoma. He's had it for like 35 years. Some of the best wings in the world, allegedly. I've never had the wings, but I love, I love wings. Um, and if you know this guy, give him a shout out. Maybe send some wings down my way. We're not that far. We're not that far from Oklahoma. And uh, he had to jack up the price on his menu to $34 for his fucking chicken wings, dude. Yeah, we were just uh, at Barton Spring Saloon this weekend. Uh, Tommy Want Wingy is the food truck there. Is it really? Yeah, the prices weren't that bad, actually. No shit. So, so I wonder if they're going to adjust. Maybe. Tommy Want Wingy, by the way, is my favorite wing stop in... Uh, it's my favorite wing joint here in Austin, Texas, by far. It's not even close. I went to, to uh, Pluckers. Was it Pluckers or Cluckers? It's Pluckers, but uh, it's a chain. Sucks. It's yeah, not good. It's like a Buffalo Wild Wings. I, but I'll take Buffalo Wild Wings over Pluckers any day of the week. For sure. Um, Tommy Won't Wing You, though, is the goddamn jam. And it's only a food truck. It's not a restaurant or anything. There was, uh, it was outside of a bar on, I think, Rainy Street when I went. Is it not there? Or do they have multiple? It is now on, at, outside of Barton Springs Saloon. Our buddy Alan owns that bar. So. Shit. Give him a shout out then. Mm-hmm. Um, way to go. Amazing wings the other night. I had them on Dan's birthday and they literally brought me back to life from the edge of drunkenness. My God, dude, I, I have 
But yeah, I, those are, I'll go as far as to say those are the best wings in Texas. And if those are at your buddy's bar, congratulations, man. That, at, that alone will bring in people. They, yeah. have, they have three locations. Oh, they do? Okay. So they're at Barton Springs Saloon, Cosmic Coffee and Beer Garden, and then they are also at Luster Pearl. Got it's it, also, it. you know, it's not a great wing town. Mm. It just isn't. But Tommy won't wing. Like, those wings are incredible. I'll, I'll put it this way. I went to that bar on Rainy Street simply because I wanted wings, and then I had to sit and eat somewhere. So I went to the bar and, and ate them there. And it was lights out. Uh, big fan of, uh, of Tommy Want Wingy down there. Um, Want to discuss Netflix here. Netflix is, uh, well, they're going to a studio model. Uh, by the end of the year, uh, ironically, the reason why they started was so they wouldn't be a traditional movie studio, and now they don't have a choice. They just laid off 150 people yesterday. I'm going to kind of break you in on what's going to happen to Netflix because it's going to get weird. Um, the first movie that they spent uh, a gajillion dollars on, I think it was $300 million, if memory serves me correct, was Knives Out 2. It was uh, uh, a movie with the guy. It was Bonds. With Daniel Craig was in that motherfucker. Edie's in it. Edie Patterson's in it from all the St. James Street James movies. And uh, I think Jamie Lee Curtis is the other one. But they spent $300 million on this movie outbidding Apple and, and Amazon and the rest of these guys to have this shit. This was before their stock crashed. Now, because they spent so much money and they're laying off employees and they don't know what to do, in order to recoup, to recoup some of that money, they've got to go out to theaters for 45 days. Mm. 45 days used to be the standard studio model. Now we're just going back to that. Uh, by the end of the year, they're also going to have commercials on Netflix um, at a cheaper price for people who uh, don't want to pay the $14.99 or $19.99 if, it's, if you want it in 4K. So now you're just reverting back to cable television. I wonder if at the end of all of this, one of these places, like an Amazon or an Apple, doesn't just buy up all of these apps Stick them on one thing, and we're just back in cable television again. Yeah, it's going to be bundle, but there's no vowels, right? Right. B-N-D-L. Yeah. That's, what, that, that's the name. That's probably going to be the new cable channel, and that's it. But we're heading back to cable television again. It's interesting to me that Netflix was the disruptor in this space and caused all of these you know, places to stream like this and create apps like an Apple or an Amazon or something like that. Now they're forced back into the old school model again. Because it just doesn't work. It was well, a gallion effort by Netflix, though. Shit don't change. It doesn't. It really doesn't, to be honest with you. Like, it worked because no one saw the value in the IP, and they wanted to license it out. And then once they realized how big streaming was, everyone wanted to do it themselves, and no one wanted to share that IP. And then everyone tried to do it. And then once they failed, they sold off some of that IP again, and Netflix had a big enough stronghold that they are able to keep going. Yeah. Uh Honestly, it's like, have you came over to Apple TV yet? I know you were on the fence about it, but how do you feel with like the baseball and yeah, the sports yeah, yeah, yeah. that they're doing? So I, I have. Um, Jesse secretly has every single app known to man. I uh, didn't know about that. So I went through the, uh, the old bank account for taxes and I was like, oh my God, um, we have 46 apps and this is three times what our cable bill used to be. What the fuck? So since we have it, I was like, I'm going to watch it. Apple TV, I went over there um, for... I think the first show was that Reese Witherspoon show. I didn't dig it at all. Morning think, show? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think the writing is edgy enough. I think you needed somebody like an Aaron Sorkin for a series like that, to be honest with you. Um, 
And they're playing it too safe. That's what happens when there's too many execs involved and shit like that. You're trying to uh, figure out a formula for the audience versus um, just finding the best talent and and letting them create. Uh, so I, I'm I don't I'm not a big fan of their shows. I don't like Ted Lasso. I know everybody's all in on Ted Lasso. I'm just not that it big got, of a fan. It got lame pretty fast, in my opinion. I, I just think the premise is so thin. You can't really do it for that long. And I know Sudeikis said, I think this next season's the last. So he must be thinking the same thing that, that you guys are, um, where it's like, hey, let's, let's pick up and get the fuck out of here while, while the, the going is good on this one. Um, but the rest of it, I like their music docs. I think their music docs are really well done. That Zane guy who hosts that, uh, it's almost like a music podcast. I know he was doing it kind of before podcasts were big. He, Zane Lowe is his name. He's really fucking good. I enjoy those interviews. I enjoy their music docs. I don't enjoy their sports coverage, however. And I hope Amazon figures it out by the fall for football because I think their baseball coverage is dog shit. Have you seen this new dinosaur aspect that's coming out where they're doing a five-day series, kind of like BBC's Planet Earth, but all about prehistoric dinosaurs? No. Oh, yeah. we're on Patreon. You can play that shit. Yeah, yeah, throw it oh, up. Oh, fuck, dude. That looks dope. So like, this is like some like Apple money put into something CGI yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. For a fi- I guess it's like their version of Shark Week in a way. Okay. Trying to bring like everyone over for like an event. Well, make they have it sort David of an Attenborough narrating. Yeah. So it's just like uh, Planet Earth. Yeah. David Nemo's narrating. Oh, it's the same guy. It. And then Hans Zimmer did all the music for it. Ah, uh, you can't go wrong with Zimmer. Now, then this looks beautiful. I mean, look at some of us. We've never seen dinosaurs like this before. It almost feels like you're watching real fucking dinosaurs eat yeah. each other. That's amazing. That's some James Cameron shit right there. Yeah. Because, I mean, they have so much money, and yeah. like, they don't do a lot, but like they usually do stuff like kind of right yeah. in a way. That looks nice. I'm in, I'm in for this, um, but a lot of the money they've spent on uh, some of the other movies hasn't really done them any good, to be honest with you. And the, the other one they're, they're really fucked on is that Will Smith one. So my buddy produced that Will Smith movie, that slave movie. Oh, no. Uh, no, not King Richard. Uh, it's, it's this slave movie. It was supposed to come out at Christmas. Supposed to win all the Oscars and all the awards and all that shit. Antoine Fuqua is the director. Um, I think it's called Abolitionist, maybe. Can you, you pull that up, that Will Smith movie? Emancipation. That's it, Emancipation. Yeah. Um, so they spent $140 million on this thing. We talked about it on Drinking Bros with Jack Carr, actually, because uh, his new series is directed by uh, Antoine Fuqua. And that's coming out soon for Amazon Prime, uh, The Terminalist. And uh, he's doing the rounds for that now. Uh, this movie was supposed to be unbelievable, $140 million budget, and they're fucked. They don't really know what to do because Will Smith is the lead of this movie. It is a one-hander on this fucking movie, too. It is just him. It's a, it's a one-hander on this one. Uh, it is all Will Smith, and they're not sure what to do, and they've sank so much money into it um, that it's going to be hard to bury that thing. But then again, I don't really know anybody else who wants to see Will Smith right now. The rest of his projects have been dropped across the board. Um, the wife is still doing shit, which I think is weird. She should probably be with him during this time, but uh, she doesn't give a fuck. If I were him, I would just get the divorce, get this over with, come out and apologize, and then hope for the best with his Apple movie. But uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, Apple as a whole, there's just something missing. I can't put my finger on it. 
Whereas the Netflix run that they were on, I, I genuinely enjoyed all their shows and, and I was into it. Like, I'll, And I'll still check out Stranger Things. R.I.P. Ruth. That hit me so hard. Sorry. I'm sorry I was late and I was lied to you and I didn't finish it when I should have. Did you finish and, it? Oh, I did. Did I you finish did. it on I Ozarks? I did. Okay. Oh, Ruth. Right. Yeah. Ruth. Yeah. Spoilers, dude. Spoilers. Dude. I didn't say anything. Spoilers. I just said Ruth. Uh, <laughs> said R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> Bob has lost, he's lost all of his shit over there. Bob, did you not see it yet? No. <laughs> well, he didn't notice it first until Dan then pointed it back out. I didn't realize you were talking about that show. I was, so I was just like. What do you think? Babe Ruth? We were just giving RIPs yeah. to Babe Ruth who died seven years ago. <laughs> You're supposed ago. to be taking detailed notes of the show. And he's like, I didn't know what you guys were talking about. <laughs> RIP Babe Ruth, dude. Can we get an RIP Babe Ruth t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> a Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Which Ruth were you hoping for on that one, Bob? It's a lot of dead Ruths. I, this is the only one I didn't want to be dead. <laughs> yeah. I. So yeah. All right. How do we talk about this without Bob now? Um, Whatever. I know. I'll. I'll say. So I liked the. I enjoyed the ending of Ozarks. Uh, it was not what I expected. However, it was an ending that you don't see very often either. And uh, and I enjoyed it. But it also felt like the end of Netflix for me personally, where I was just like, all right, Ozark was kind of like my last jam on Netflix that I, that was a can't miss show. Like Stranger Things, if I missed it, if I missed this next season, it's not really going to bother me. Whereas I really wanted to know the fucking ending of Ozarks and, uh, and I'm glad I got that out of the way, but what's next for them, I guess. Oh, the Lincoln lawyer. So like, did you ever watch that movie with Matthew McConaughey? They're sort of making a TV show about that. Not into it. I don't know how I feel. I don't either, dude. It's like, it's that's Matthew McConaughey. It was so good. So good. So good. Brad Fuller, I think was the director on that one. Um, Really fucking good, dude. And it's just, uh, you're going to now recreate it without Matthew McConaughey. He's one of those actors. You don't just pop in another guy. Well, you can't, you can't get someone like that for a TV series. No, no, you can't, um, because he's already done the movie. So what's the point for him? If you're going to go back and do something, make it original. Make it a true detective, something on that level. Yeah, but the IP is so good. You know what I mean? Like the whole like, concept of that, like, that movie. Like, you want to see what other cases he worked on. You want to see what his life was like. That guy was so cool. Sort of, but I don't want to see a, you know, Shawshank abroad, you know, just because you own the IP, where it's just like, all right, cool. Here's Shawshank Redemption over in Turkey. Like, I, I have no interest in that. Um, with Lincoln Lawyer, they, they probably should have let that one go. You don't want to see uh, <laughs> him in Turkey just be like, oh, man. No. I had to get another yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's still alive <laughs> with his rubber see- arm. Oh, my God. Oh, and there I was. There I was in Turkey. Old Istanbul. I was wondering if I'd ever get out of here. Uh, prostitutes were amazing. Prostitutes were amazing. I was eating kebabs in the street every day. I was wondering what would happen. No, I don't want to see that. It, like there's some titles like that that I'm I'm all good on, and I, I know that's what they're trying to do with all the, this IP. Um, otherwise, you're just kind of slanging it to different networks over and over and over again. The old shit, and uh, I keep getting tagged in it uh, over and over and over again because you know I made a bunch of films and they just keep getting bought by other places because now they're all one year deals. They used to be two to five year deals. Now they're all one year deals. Um, the, the two recent ones I was tagged in was FDR American Badass is on Paramount Plus. Um, that just started there. And then uh, the new guy just got flipped again to HBO. So that's on fucking HBO now. And it's great for my wallet, but um, that shows you how out of movies and uh, 
kind of cool, like old school things they're out of. And they don't have any comedies anymore because they're not making those. Um, another fucking troubling sign too for the industry is uh, the CW. CW is canceled. That's still a thing. It's still a thing. How? And they've, uh, that's the thing. I, I felt like when Supernatural left that channel, that was kind of the end for them as well. And uh, this, this go round here, they canceled fucking 12 series. I mean, that's... Yeah, because how much do they cost to produce, do you think, per episode on one of those, Ross? So most of those series, because, you know, I've, I've got a lot of friends on them. Like, my, my buddy's still on Nancy Drew, and that thing's still rocking. Uh, the ratings are decent on that. So those are about 1.5 per episode to produce. Now, you take Supernatural, because, you know, I'm friends with Jensen on that show. I know what they had to do in order to make that go 15 seasons. And I don't know if you can accomplish that in today's world anymore. You can make something that looks 90% of that for $20,000 an episode. No, no, yeah. you cannot. No, no you can't. No. Yeah, not for 20 grand. Cause you got to pay. No, but look at, but everything's got to be union. You got to pay. The actors are all union. You still got to well, pay some, the day rates and everything else. Like, like it's too much. Web series for oh, people who, well, like, for web people series who maybe, yeah. are completely like outside the traditional sp- scope and realm. And they can make these projects that would normally go to these smaller TV uh, production companies. And I think they're just making them. They're just doing it. And like most of them suck, to be honest. But any of the good ones will like overshadow those shows. Now, real quick, kids, we got some sponsors who put this show on the air. First and foremost, ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Yeah. Get yourself a nice mattress to sleep on. God damn it, man. I have missed this ghost bed the last 24 hours. Slept in a super uncomfortable hospital futon last night and early this morning. And I'm going to use the word sleep in air quotes here um, because that was about an hour. Uh, doctors are coming in every five minutes to check on shit and was like, how about we check on the big guy? My sleep. God damn it. Um, that thing was, I could, he- I could hear every last spring inside of that thing as I slept on it. I cannot wait to get home and get back in my ghost bed from ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Now, I did bring the pillows into the hospital, so I got the ghost pillows in there for Christ's sakes. I can't live without those things. Uh, Now, if you're at home and you want a ghost bed or you want the pillows uh, or you want the adjustable base or the weighted blankets, whatever your little heart desires, you can put that in the cart and then then pop in the promo code drinking bros at checkout and get 30% off there. Uh, But... But if you want the 40% off the bundle package, you got to get the adjustable base and the mattress combined together. And that'll give you all the feels. Uh, go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today and uh, pop in your order, dude. At checkout, at the bottom of the page, you're going to see a thing that says, would you like to qualify for the 60-month pay-as-you-go program? The answer is yes, you probably do. Because uh, you can get all those deals at a 60-month uh, discount. That'll be 25 to $28 a month, somewhere in there, for a brand-new bedroom set. I'm not sure what it is now with gas prices, but uh, that's a guess. That's a guess right there. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today. Next up, we got liquidiv.com. You're going to use the promo code Nooners on that one at checkouts. Been drinking the shit out of this. Whew, we Jess even made a basket and brought it in for the nurses. Put some liquid IVs in there. Uh, it's the only thing that is, is keeping me going here this morning, that and a shit ton of coffee. 
best in the biz. One stick of liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates you faster and more efficiently than water alone. Contains five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks made with premium ingredients. 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 My God, I'm slipping today. Slipping today, kids. One hour sleep. Damn it. But I'm well hydrated. You can be too. Go to liquidiv.com. Promo code Nooners. We'll get you 25% off. Uh, Watermelon's my jam. Um, Big fan of their strawberry, uh, the guava. They got a million different flavors there. The golden cherry, though, might be my new fave. Um, Man, it's good. It's, It's some of the best I've had. Uh, out of their whole stock, and they got a million flavors over there. Uh, now, you can grab Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, but you're not going to get a discount. So that's why I recommend you go to liquidiv.com, where you get 25% off when you use the promo code Nooners at checkout. That is 25% off anything you order when you use the promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. Experience better hydration today at liquidiv.com. Promo code Nooners at checkout. We'll get you 25% off. Last but not least, we got hardafseltzer.com. 8% right to the dome. Nice little surprise at the hospital last night. Uh, after the child was born, we were kind of chilling out. Jesse goes, open up your backpack. She brought a few of the old hard AFs for me in the bag. That was nice. Grabbed a little cup of ice and enjoyed myself last night and watched that Warriors triumph. Uh, had some money on those guys last night as well. <sighs> nothing, nothing will, will take the edge off like an 8% seltzer. The OG flavors are still out. Peach, blue raspberry, lemon, lime, and uh, strawberry shortcake. We're going to add a new flavor over the summer. So get the OG flavors while you can. We ship to 42 states. 8% hard seltzers right to your fucking face. No carbs, no sugars, no gluten, no problems. Have three or four of those and just check out of the day. Go to hardafseltzer.com today and get them shipped right to your front door. We only ship by the case, so you know it's going to be a goddamn party this weekend. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you how they're doing it. I'll, I'll break this down for you if you want to know. Um, with Supernatural, uh, in an actor's contract, especially something that goes that long, each year, uh, just as an actor, you get a 2.5% bump every year, and that just keeps going up. Right, but how much does the cast? How much of the budget per episode is the cast? Right, so that's a great question. So with that, you can pretty much only top out on the CW. Um, boy. Maybe two fifty a show tops, mm-hmm. and I think they had achieved that because now, if you look at the two leads on that show, that's a half a million dollars of that one point five million dollar budget. So now you're kind of fucked because then you only have a million left over to shoot the rest of that show, and then you get all the guest stars, and they have the supernatural element and all that other shit. I'm not even talking post yet. Co- uh, correct. And so what they had to do was give them director credits, right? So as a director, you can pop in for anywhere from twenty five to forty five grand an episode for that. So a lot of them were directing the episodes or taking the directing credit. Then after that, they became producers. And then after that, executive producers. And then after that was the Jets. Now, here's where shit gets fun. Um, Because each of them on Supernatural has a private jet. And that was from the studio. Now, the studio was able to gift them to the actors 
count that as part of this bump in salary to get them to keep going and do the series longer. Right, because uh, there's no more upfront money to give them. You can give right. them back in deal points. You can yep. try to sweeten it in some way. They can write off these jets in some tax way. Correct. It's already a sunk cost from something else. So. And so the jet cost was, hey, we're going to ship you around to these Comic-Con events, and that'll be our marketing and advertising. That's how we're going to write off these jets over the years, which is what Warner Brothers was able to do. And I thought that was very smart. Um, and, and if you're an actor... And, and you're on a series that's running that long, you know your great-grandkids will never have to work again, and you're going to get a private jet out of it. That's pretty fucking dope. The residuals are dope still for those guys, and, uh, and that's a great deal. Now, the next generation that's up um, with these guys on like R- Riverdale and shit like that, which c- just got canceled today. Riverdale was their biggest show there. And that just got canceled today, so you know that network's in trouble. Yeah, but Riverdale was like nowhere near Dawson's Creek. It was nowhere near a One Tree Hill. I it was agree. nowhere near a Seventh Heaven. I like agree. Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl. Like it's it, but, like Riverdale was like a, like the fleeting flicker of an ember that was once a great right. empire. But but now with Euphoria and uh, and that show, The Outer Banks on Netflix, um, you you you've entered a, a whole new uh, teen genre that you can't just put on the CW anymore because they expect more. I thought even Gossip Girl pushed it at the time where Homeboy was doing cocaine, smoking weed and shit in class. Like, um, I, I thought at that time, I thought that was probably the, the, the furthest you could go. And it was set in I New believe York. it was marketed as every parent's worst nightmare. Yes. Like that was the literal tagline yep. for season one. And then now you've got Euphoria where it's like you've got a trans kid that's getting fucked in the ass by a 45-year-old man. Who's one of the kid's parents. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like once you've gone to that level, it's kind of hard to step back down and go back into a Dawson's Creek again where you still kind of have that innocence in that. I mean, I think the most egregious thing they did in Dawson's Creek was Pacey was fucking the teacher. Yeah. Right? And that's kind of it. I know there was a rape sesh in in, in One Tree Hill. Mm -hmm. Um. But that's kind of as far as those guys took it. And then towards the end, they started murdering people, which was rad. Yeah, it just went like full drama. It was awesome. It was awesome. That's, that's what I want to see. But that's also when they pulled the show from the air. So. Well, you, you, you've, yeah. like, you've like gone over the, disbelief, the suspicion of disbelief at that point where you're like, all right, we're in fantasy realm. So like now I'm hooked on like whatever this is. Yeah. This murder mystery right, like right, right. type thing. Right. So I, I think in today's world, if you want to capitalize off the IP, you're going to have to make it in these mini series, and then you're going to have to bring out the big guns. Like, uh, what was uh, 1883, right? You got Sam Elliott, you have Tim McGraw, all these guys, and you're just you're shooting it cinematically. It's only going to be eight, eight to ten episodes, and then it's done, so that way you don't have to pay those guys ever again. The new one is called 1932. And it is Helen Mirren and uh, Harrison Ford. And this will be his first television series. So you're saying like A-list, top quality actors, yep. probably a background in theater, small crews, remote locations, people probably working a lot of jobs on set together. Correct. Uh, there's a movie, was it Russ that was kind of trying to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I will say this, Paramount Plus has the money for it. So they're not, I mean, if you look at Russ, Russ was a $7 million budget for the whole entire film. These guys are spending anywhere from five to seven on, on one show over on Paramount Plus because the ratings are so high that they can afford to because they can charge the advertisers that. Um, the other part about this too, and this is a guess, by the way, I don't have any inside info on this, but I'm pretty sure, pretty sure Paramount Plus helped t- Taylor Sheridan pay for that ranch 
the Four Sixes Ranch out there in Texas where they're going to be shooting all this shit. Um, I'm pretty sure that was part of his deal to keep him in on that studio where he got to keep the land on it as long as he kept making these projects. But God knows what they had to pay Harrison Ford to do that shit. I know the re-up on uh, Kevin Costner for uh, the next season of um, Yellowstone is $1.5 million an episode. I mean, you're, you're getting into some big boy money there. And they've also asked uh, KCOS to do some extra episodes. So I heard they're going to bump that up to 16 instead of 12. But when your ratings come in at $14.8 million, you can justify those budgets. Whereas the, the CW shit, you just can't justify these budgets anymore. Uh, it's all done. I mean, looking at the numbers for all this shit, um, you know, because I was looking at the numbers for uh, uh, Mayans MC. Uh, obviously, Rocco uh, is on that show. And, uh, and I think it's at about a half a million viewers on FX. Now, everybody's watching FX shit on Hulu. So those Hulu numbers are probably in the three to four million range. But if that's what it is, I don't know how these cable networks are going to stay on anymore. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense, um, especially with like the CW and shit like that. Like, it's going to be hard to shrink your budget under a million and, st- and still pay all these union people. Um, I think you might see a switch to more reality-based shit as far as these, uh, these streaming platforms go. Uh, Jesse was watching in the hospital. There's a, a fucking couples therapy show now on Netflix. We're cheap to produce. Yes. You have non-actors. You just throw a tons of cameras up and you make it in the edit. Do and, that. And, it, and it makes you, I mean, look, it's no different than what we're doing here. The way you guys make drinking bros and, and RPR look is what those Netflix shows look like. And it's just, it's literally a cut, like a bunch of couples going in individually talking about their problems in front of a therapist. It's a weird fucking show, man, but it is destroyed. And they've already ordered a season two of that or, uh, I'm, I think maybe a season three, actually. They might have two seasons of it up. But it's just literally these couples who are just going through some shit, talking to a therapist. Um, and I think you're going to start to see more of a switch towards that. Um, I know that Love is Blind did really well. It came back for a season two. And then they threw the Lachey's because it's Nick and his wife on there. I forget what her name is. Uh, she's hot and good for her. But uh, now they're doing one where they're switching it up where uh, if you've been in a relationship for, I think, Three or three plus years, they're making you force between marrying your partner or they're going to pair you up with some other partners and, uh, and you can see if you'd actually like to switch it up. Those, those shows are cheap as shit to make, cheap to produce, and Netflix will probably get into that game, which has been very successful for like Bravo and E and that shit. Um, Selling Sunset is also on there, Giorgio, with the, that real estate show, and that does really well for Netflix all those all those kind of shows i think would do really well like the morning show things that were super easy to produce so like real estate home improvement cooking diy lawn care garden care hacks and tips like i think you'll see a lot of that moving towards netflix it's just a better produced version of kind of what you get on the internet yeah and i think there's like a little hole for that especially if they can really dial it in and get the formula for the timing right like if it's 15 minutes 22 minutes 28 minutes however it is to keep people's attention like bring them full circle in that time there's something there well if you look at discovery plus um they're doing that shit uh with with hgtv and everything else and they've been very very successful at it um and the concepts are cool uh, they're spending a little more money on these guys uh, to to do some wild shit. There was one up in Big Bear where it just follows this uh, this chick and her fucking brother, and they they kind of just tear down old hotels 
and then they make them into like Airbnbs. And uh, she's interesting, kind of quirky. I, it, it depends a lot on the characters as well. And uh, I, I think you, you will see a shift more towards that versus like uh, these, you know, huge budget Ryan Reynolds uh, rock movies or whatever. I, th- those movies are on Netflix. I don't know anybody who's watched them and I've never met anybody in the streets like, oh my God, I love that one movie, Free Adam or whatever, the, the Adam Project or whatever it is. Um, those are just kind of like formulaic, let's just throw a huge movie star in there and then see what happens type stitches. Uh, but then conversely, I think on the, the big actor side, on that front, all of these motherfuckers will be stuck doing Marvel movies and that's it. Um, I just saw, do you follow The Rock on Instagram? Ugh. Yeah. Why do we keep trying to make the XFL work? (laughs) Like the best iteration of it was the first one where they both like run for the kickoff and the scramble and like it just has the most ridiculous rules. It's not even football. Man, man. So this is a story we talked about a long time ago with uh, ScarJo. Remember when ScarJo sued Disney because the movie didn't go out to theaters and went went straight to streaming and she had a part of that back end? Well, when that happened on this show, I said – all right, wait for the other lawsuits to drop here because The Rock is one of them. He's got that uh, uh, the cruise ship movie. I took my kid to see it in theaters, but it also hit streaming on the same day. Um, it must have done well because they're making a sequel to it, but that would have cut into a big chunk of change for The Rock. And I was like, man, I think he'll keep his shit private and work out another deal behind the scenes uh, to make up for that money. And uh, I don't think he's going to say a goddamn word. That's exactly what happened. If you look at that XFL deal, did you see who bought it, Giorgio? Yeah. It was Disney. Yeah. Disney backed up the truck. And they're going to show every one of their goddamn games across all the platforms that they own. So it's going to be ABC, ESPN, ESPN, and then Disney Plus is going to have, I think, maybe their Super Bowl, whatever they're going to call it, their version of the Super Bowl. I bet they make The Rock just show face on every single it one has of those. to like it's just like hi it's the rock yep. show on disney kids that's the only way you're gonna sell that bullshit we're back to 1950s ip which is just the movie stars where you just lock a movie star down to like one uh production company and he can't go anywhere else correct and then the other part of that is like if you look at podcasts especially in the scripted space which is becoming huge and amazon is sinking a ton of money into it now um through audible which they obviously bought that's just like Orson Welles type shit. It, it's, it's all like really interesting, really great right now. And I, I, one of my favorite tech podcasts was talking about it because they're talking about Twitter and how Twitter has to move away from this advertiser model to be some sort of sustainable platform. And they're like, well, how did Spotify do it? How is Spotify competing with all the big players in the game? And they locked people down. I mean, they, they spent a lot of money, but they locked people behind the walled garden. They put them behind the paywall. Yep. And that was enough to get, keep people on the platform. So I'm wondering if Twitter will do that somehow because like they have video, they have spaces, they have vine they had like all these different things that they've tried to dip their toe in right but it's like they're gonna have to like lock people down to like only be on twitter and i, th- I think we don't think of twitter that way but we're gonna there's gonna have to be a change of the way we perceive it for it to survive in my opinion i i 100 agree the only problem is twitter is a fucking mess if you look at this elon musk situation he's asked now to go behind the numbers and look at uh the the number of fake accounts and spam and robots and all that other bullshit um, that are doing this stuff. And the number was supposed to be less than 5%. Um, they have started the audits, and it's real goddamn bad. So they said just President Biden alone, uh, 70% of his followers are fake. 
Um, this wasn't Fox News or any, anything else. This was just that was Bloomberg who reported that. Um, they also seventy percent of of Biden's followers are bots and are fake. Um, that that came out yesterday, but they also said more than half of Elon Musk of his followers are fake as well. And I think he wants to get to the bottom of that for two reasons. One, you got to figure out how to to clean up the platform and make this a business model that is successful and how to monetize this shit, which Twitter has not been able to do. Two, um, by doing so, if they come out and and say, all right, we were way off in this number and it's 50%, 60%. There was even a guy, uh, uh, an engineer for, I think he used to work for Facebook. His number was as high as 80% of, of the, the followers and, and people on Twitter are bots. I don't know if that's true. Um, but if it is, Elon's going to be able to go back in, renegotiate this deal, and probably get that company for half price right now. Maybe. Maybe. I don't even know. Can he get it, though, still? Like, can they go back? I don't think they're going to have a choice. And I think it's, it's super interesting with this one because I don't know why he did it in the first place. Like, did he know going in? that half of all Twitter was fake. And this was all, just a huge fucking pull your pants down moment for Twitter to be okay, like, so the company who did this audit's called spark Toro. Okay. Uh, and I'm making sure that's who everyone is referencing here. It's an audit research agency. I have their website up right now uh, for you to check out. But uh, this is, this is the company who did that audit. Okay. Yeah. And, and were they hired by Musk's team or the, or Twitter voluntarily did that. I don't know. I don't know who asked them to do this audit. That's what I haven't discovered yet, but all the articles are quoting that this was the company who did the audit. Okay. Yeah. Um, but either way, it's, it's, a, it's a fascinating uh, thing that's going on there because if, if, if half of these users are fake on this platform, who the fuck have we been talking to for years and years and years? That's what I keep thinking about. Um, sometimes you find yourself in arguments with people before you even click on their their uh, picture and you're like, all right, who the fuck is this? Um, when you're like three deep in a conversation, three tweets deep in a conversation, you're like, who the fuck is this? And then you look at their account that started in April of 2022 and you're like, all right, well, that just started a month ago. They have one follower and then they're following like 6,000 other people and you're like, man, are you just creating accounts just to argue with me and just to create discord in America? Probably. Um, but if this audit, if this audit reveals all of that in there, I think it's going to be a real goddamn eye opener, uh, not just for Twitter, but for every social media platform, because Facebook, that guy that I was talking about, who was the the former engineer over at Facebook, he said, if they did an audit on Facebook of how many of these users were fake, it would alter your mind. And I was like, shit. Well, then you start thinking about Instagram and everything else. Um, you kind of get why people are going to TikTok. TikTok isn't really about the followers. Like, I don't know any of these people on TikTok. However, you just watch the videos and then you get caught in a loop of like cool, endless shit that's on a great algorithm. And you're like, I don't really care. It's entertainment. It's almost like watching that cable channel of the chive at a bar. Um, I don't know the name of it. Do you know the name of that, Delco? Chive TV. Is, it, no, is that what it's called? Atmosphere. Oh, Atmosphere. That's Did it. they change it? It's just the company that runs I thought it. That was, yeah, I thought that was just their like umbrella company. Either way. When, when that's on at a bar, you can sit your kid in front of that for two hours and then you can drink, watch whatever game you want, and they can watch Chive TV all day long. That's what TikTok reminds me of where I'm not really there for the users. I really don't care about the people themselves. Um, I care about this 
algorithm that is just feeding me endless content of shit that I enjoy. Um, whereas Twitter, you're going to have to really figure this the fuck out. And I'm with you, Giorgio. I think you've got to lock down some of these stars to where you're exclusive to this and then start doing exclusive deals um, with some of these companies for highlights and all that other shit. Because right now, you know, every UFC fight, you kind of don't really have to pay for it. like 10 seconds after it's over. Somebody's going to post the knockout on yeah, there. Someone who was there and then it'll be pulled within, you know, an hour or so. Yeah. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Be, that's that, I think that's what Twitter has over everything else is the immediacy. Like it's the instantaneousness yes. of, of it all. So it's like, how do you capitalize on that in a way? Because I think that's what the differentiating metric between them and any of the other platforms, because they all do the same thing now. They all have the ability to do anything and everything. Right. And Facebook is kind of dead to me now, except for the private groups. I still love going into the private groups because it's at least it's people I know that are real humans. So it's a forum now. Yes. <laughs> it's not, it's no <laughs> longer created a forum. It's really headed the MySpace route, in my opinion, where I, I just kind of go on there on my own feed. It is so fucked that it's it, I, like, I looked at it yesterday cause I was, you know, in the hospital obviously last night and it was, it was a long night. Most of the shit on my feed when I pulled it up was from four days ago. And then I accidentally liked somebody's thing. And then I, that guilt kicked in of like, Oh shit, man, that was fucking four days old. Now that person who I don't really know is thinking I'm stalking their account. And then they're probably going to feel guilty and have to like a bunch of my shit now. Um, and I'm like, fuck man, it's just a mess. And I think it's going to end up to be a, a digital playground eventually. Like, like, uh, my is. unless you're using the, the, the private groups, private groups. I know these people, I know they're real. And we're able to have conversations and go back and forth about shit. Like uh, all the drinking bros groups are great for that. Even sports, we got into it because college football uh, schedule just got announced. Uh, start times and then point spreads. And you're able to go on and talk shit and you're like, all right, this is awesome. Uh, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. But I know these people. Um, it's not just strangers and it's not in an algorithm or a feed that I don't really know or really care about. And I think uh, Twitter is going to have to find a way to do something like that. Facebook, I think, is kind of fucked. I don't, I don't know what they're going to do. You know, we talked about the podcast getting shut down and all that other shit. Instagram is probably the, ba- the best asset they own. I'm not sold on the meta shit. I know we've talked about that before, but I'll say it again. I don't really care about the metaverse. I know they're going all in on it, but if that bombs, uh, they're fucked. So we'll see. It's not for you. It's not for me. You're right. It's not for me. And it might be for my kids or grandkids at some point. Uh, and I'm fine with that. But just make the tech better. Like whatever you just showed me on that Apple series with those fucking dinosaurs, if it looked like that, I'd be in for it for sure. But it doesn't. And I think that tech is too expensive, takes too long, and probably to update it would cost billions of dollars too hard on the hardware that people own they're trying to get everything to be able to run off the cloud and off the very accessible hardware that's cheap right so i still think you're years and years away from that and by the time it hits let's face it i'm not gonna give a shit hopefully i'll be on a beach somewhere all pilled out fucking drinking weird shit why aren't we spending more money on drug development developing better drugs no we need to make drugs weaker I agree. So this is how we'll close out the show. And this is an accidental segue. Um, I don't know if your wife did this, Bob, but uh, at that hospital, they're now doing clinical trials on, uh, what's the thing you, you put in the back? God Epidural. Damn, that's it. Epidurals. Um, so 50% are, gonna, are used with fentanyl, and then 50% are the old school epidurals. 
Now, I had heard a brief conversation before this got started, uh, before the epidural got started in the hospital, that uh, the nurses were having amongst each other saying, hey, is this the one with fentanyl or is this the other one? Um, is this you know, part of the trial or not part of the trial? I didn't really understand what they were saying, and, uh, and I was more focused on my wife at that point, and so I let it go. Uh, we had the child and everything else was fine. Um, however, Jesse didn't have any movements in from essentially the neck down into her legs for hours and hours and hours. And even this morning, like she's still wobbly. I still had to help her get up and everything else. And the nurse came in and said, Hey, did they tell you if you got the fentanyl trial or the regular trial or not, this might be the reason why you can't walk and stand up and everything else. Well, we've had three kids. We've had the two other epidurals. This has never happened before. So clearly she got the fentanyl trial um, we didn't sign up for that, how they're able to do it. I don't know, but I'm with you. If that nuked out a, a woman's body like that, and let's face it, Jesse likes to party. If this was too much for her, that's you're right. Fentanyl is too much for everybody else. And we got to really fucking curb the drug. I'm not Dude, even that, talking about fentanyl. I'm talking about weed, man. We got to make the weed weaker. Well, that's a Giorgio question on that one. I mean, we got that diet smoke, don't we? We do. And I enjoy it, but you, that that's too light for a guy like you. Yeah, you need to make it stronger. <laughs> trying to see Jesus. I'm in Delco's camp on this one. Let's make the drugs weaker, man. The, the, we've gone too far. I think we've gone too far. The last time I smoked some of that flour was, uh, shit, dude. I was super fucking high off of like two drags. I mean, it was, that was intense. I'm with you. Dead it down just a little bit. It's getting to a level where it's just like, man, it's, it, the, the crystals are white. They're living inside your blood cells now. It's too much. That's just too fucking much. So let's deaden it down a little bit. Let's get the fentanyl out of here altogether. Jesus Christ. I'm not saying we need to have like the stepped on cocaine where it's, uh, you know, baby laxatives and shit like that. That's where all the baby formula went. Yeah. It's going to cocaine. Probably cutting it with uh, baby formula. But just a step above that, let's have a professional drug czar that works for the White House who kind of determines what weed is going to be, what acid is going to be, and mushrooms going to be. Level that out and then legalize it for, for everybody else. I think that's probably the answer in the long run. Uh, now, for the long run of this show, I'm not sure when Jessie's coming back. I would say give her a week. She likes to work. Give her a week, um, and then she'll be itching to come back on the show we appreciate you guys tuning in uh patreon we're, we did another patreon show today um in the future we will probably be leaning more in the patreon realm um video for drinking bros is available on spotify and that quality is amazing and uh, uh we'll keep that up there but youtube man i shit i'm looking at these numbers what another 18 subscribers after cam haynes for christ's sakes like that's fucking bullshit so I think more and more of these videos will end up on Patreon. Plus, we can say whatever the fuck we want and not get flagged for any of this stupid shit. Um, so I, I think this is the way, probably headed towards the future. And uh, were we on YouTube today? Were people able to chat in there, Giorgio? Yeah, chatting right now. Okay, great. Greg just said uh, they're sending out crack pipes getting pretty close. So, uh, yeah. Who's sending out crack pipes? Uh, I guess Greg's talking about the federal government. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, that's what we should be worried about, you know? Yeah. Making sure everybody gets crack pies. Baby formula, who gives a shit? Right. I mean, Dan would be great for, for that job. Drugs are. <laughs> Delco? No. Holloway. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. 
I think that'd be too strong. I think you need a middleman for that sitch. Somebody who's not crazy experienced, but also not like just starting off for the first time. I think you need a mid-level person who's, who's able to handle their drugs, but not like, oh shit, I need 400 milligrams just to get high throughout the night. Like you and Nick do some intense shit as far as weed goes. You know, just let us know in the comments what, you're, what you want your drugs are to do. Uh, you got to have a middle man. Like, what's your max on, uh, on weed? Milligrams. What have you maxed out at, Giorgio? I mean, I don't eat edibles that much because they just make me sleepy. Occasionally, I'll, I'll eat them. I, like, don't get much high. I don't get very high at night anymore. Really? Yeah. Just during the day? Well, I mean, like, I mean like, it just doesn't Yeah, work. just when he's here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, what's your record? You're somewhere in the 400s, right? No shit. You don't do edibles either? 100 to 125 milligrams. That's still fucking crazy, dude. Anything past 10 and I'm, I'm cooked. I'm absolutely cooked. Um, that's intense, man. Shit. Well, jo- I saw you pound down 400 one day, Giorgio. So that I can at least verify. Yeah, yeah I mean, I've, yeah. But it, it's, it's not the same. It's not the same high either. No, it's not. It's so. not. And you get a weed hangover from that shit too, where you wake up in the morning and you're, you're groggy. You're, you're groggy. Like, Goddamn. That's what I like about that diet smoke shit, dude. It's I, nothing. I, I, I sleep great. I'm just high enough. And then I wake up in the morning and I'm able to do shit. It's perfect. Yeah. Where's that other stuff, man? It's just too much, man. I looked in an old bag in my closet because we used to bring these back from before diet smoke existed. By the way, promo code drinking bros will get you 20% off at dietsmoke.com. Um, I looked in my closet uh, at an old bag that I had brought back from Vegas. I think we were there for a UFC fight. Was that... Was that McGregor? You still got that weed from that? I still do. Nice. We bought, we went into that Apple store, remember, and just loaded up. It's great. <sighs> you bought a bunch of edibles there. Tons. And so the, the only problem is when you ship them back, you've got to put them underneath, right? Um, uh, so they got to go under the plane. And the heat from melts Vegas them. to Austin melts that shit together. So like some of those gummies, it was like fucking 60 milligrams. And I was like, oh man, I can't take these. It's just a giant glob now? Yeah. Feel, free, feel free to bring it in. I, I will. I gave one bag away uh, to a neighbor and just to see what would happen, you know, that, that fucked him up. <laughs> this just melts into one and you're like, all right. And then you'll have like half the gummies that are, uh, don't have anything because all the THC soaked out of that into like one gummy. Kind of like this show, it's just a melt over into fake news. God damn right it is. Now you can go to YouTube and we will start fake news here in about 15 minutes. In the meantime, go to iTunes, rate the show a five-star, leave a quick review. Also go to Spotify, and that's just a five-star there. You don't have to leave a review. You can just click the five-star and then get the fuck out of there. Throw your phone out the window. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Jess will be back probably. I'd give her a week. Again, she's a worker. She likes to work. I don't, I, don't, I don't think she'll, she'll miss more than a week on the show. That's my prediction. It's up to her, obviously. But, uh, but I, think, I think give her a week, and then she'll be back. Uh, in the meantime, uh, flip on over to YouTube. We will have fake news uh, live here in about 10 to 15 minutes. Appreciate you joining us today on the old Patreon. For Ross Patterson and Bertie Rose Patterson and Jesse Patterson, this is the Revolucion. Oh, buenos tardes, everyone. Happy Mexican Pizza Day.